Hey guys, this is Bob Parker with another episode of Tell Me Why I Should Care. And today I'm going to tell you why you should care, and maybe Caleb's going to tell me why I should care, about the upcoming election and its impact on COVID, the economy, and the future political aspirations of Gen Xers, Millennials, and Boomers. So it's been about a month since we've last put out a podcast. It's uh, has it been that long? Yeah, and it's Caleb's fault. No, it's not. Caleb is uh, lazy and and doesn't like to work for free. Maybe he has a real job. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But do you have a job? Yeah. What do you do? Tell us again what you do. It's it's one of our sponsors, by the way, is Circuest. So tell us a little bit about Circuest, real quick. So lately, we've been doing a lot of live stream stuff because people don't have events right now or they have smaller versions of those events so we've been doing a lot of live stream and stuff like that but and stuff like that and stuff like, like you that. literally <laughs> packed in everything you do but live stream and stuff like that. well it's important right now but we've been doing live stream we've been doing uh lots of video work um uh, apps we make custom apps for people but yeah and podcast now okay. apparently well, I've got a, a friend that wants you to produce their podcast. So okay. My buddy Mike Zavada is an educational consultant, and the company he does consulting for was doing their podcast, and so he wants you to he wants to talk to you about it. Let's do it. All right. So also today is going to be brought to you by our great friends at Dreamland Barbecue, meaning me is your great friend at Dreamland Barbecue. And so today, as we come to you from the rail yard porter room below the station, as part of the Dreamland Complex downtown. And during COVID, which is very limited uh, space, these rooms have not been used much at all. But Dreamland's still here, and we're still representing, and we're still um, one of the uh, sponsors of this great show. And then, of course, our friends, who I will probably mention again with a better uh, <laughs> quip than this, but our friends at Mosquito Authority, who are obviously keeping me from being eaten up by mosquitoes at my house, which... Uh, I'm going to tell you, before I talk to these guys, I had mosquitoes and we couldn't even sit outside. Now we are mosquito free and it's been a great couple of months with their service. So I recommend you guys give them a call and I'll share that information a little bit later in the show, what that is and who to call and why and when and where. But let's go ahead and dive into this. It's been a month since we've talked. Yeah. Um, literally, I haven't seen Caleb in a month because like I said, we're really not friends and I thought he was going to play with me on Call of Duty, but You're he, never doesn't, he doesn't show up anymore. Um, I got Damascus and dipped as PP McGee. Yeah, so we're gonna we'll, we'll maybe dive into that, but I doubt it, and I hope not. But um, so anyway, so this is Caleb and I first time together, and I think the last time we talked, we talked a little bit about Call of Duty. We talked a little bit about communism and socialism. You talked a lot of bit about it, and we didn't talk enough about that. So yeah. I'm not going to go into that today. Let's talk today about what's going on with politics. We've got an election in a little bit over two months. Right. We just had the final night of the Democratic National Convention, if you can call it that. I didn't catch it. Um, uh, most people didn't. I think, actually, America's Got Talent beat it uh, the, the the night that they were both on together. See, I don't um, watch Republican stuff either. Well, that's okay. I mean, 
I don't know that I would either. I'm more of a moderate than some of your friends may be. I don't think so. I think I, you like to tend to be, but I don't. I don't think you really are. What makes you say that? I think once you start having kids, you get to be a little bit more conservative, at least fiscally, because you realize that it takes a that. lot of money to have a family. I'm I'm socially liberal, fiscally conservative. I would call myself a moderate. Probably less socially liberal than you think. I'm socially you are. awkward. Well, you definitely really. that. I mean, that's not even, that's not up for debate. This is not a debate about Caleb's awkwardness. He sent me some text yesterday about. Some weird app stuff, and I was like, "Good gracious, man!" Weird cares? app stuff. I don't know. No, that was that was John. Okay, John. I was talking about crypto, and you said I wasn't allowed to bring it up, but I just did. Oh, I thought that was Clay that did that. No, I'm in a new crypto, and I'm obsessed with it. Okay, we'll talk about that later. It's called Tendies. What is it? It's called Tendies. Is it is it like the other stuff that's crypto? What's the other one? No, it's a hyper deflationary token, meaning the burn rate on it is crazy. Burn rate. Nobody knows what that means. The instead of it inflating, it deflates. The amount of tokens goes down instead of stays the same or goes up. So they take your tokens, or you just have no. a smaller percentage of the no. ones that are there. No. Okay, let's don't do this now. Okay. We'll do okay. this later. <laughs> well, we will. We'll get Clay back on, and we'll talk about cryptocurrency again. Yeah, because he couldn't be here even though today. Nobody cares. Why couldn't he be here today? Mm, I guess he's got family obligations that he's got to take care of. Did he know. think you were going to be a little too hot on the mic? Maybe. Okay. Let's get in. Go for it. So, change my Twitter handle. Okay. Bob Parker, Trump 2020 landslide. And people are like, Bob, what does that mean? How do you know that? What are you talking about? Well. We're not sipping on beer today, by the way. No, we're not. Our Brilliard beer, which was one of our great sponsors, has all spoiled. So now we've got to dump it down the drain, which is a heartbreaking thing to say. But it's reality, and we got to do it. Our, our chiller on the roof, our glycol chiller went out, so it's all spoiled. So oh Brilliard beer is not in production as we speak. How long till that's fixed, you think? I have no idea. Once COVID's over, which oh will be March, by the way. We'll talk about that, too. Oh, God. All right, so Democratic National Committee Convention, sorry, COVID. What I'm looking at is a Trump 2020 landslide, and I start my conversation with people, and they're like, well, why, why would you say that? I'm like, well, have you not been watching pop culture? Have you not been watching... The things on Twitter, have you not been watching the news with the unrest in a lot of these cities up northeast where they're still protesting violently in the streets? Now they're in people's neighborhoods telling them that they got to get out because they've taken over and gentrified their neighborhoods. They're going up to their doors. They're shining lights in their houses. They want to defund the police. So I, I just I think that that's, that's not going to be tolerable to most normal people, even people that would say they're Democrats aren't really probably so much for defunding the police departments. So I'm looking at a 2020 Trump landslide for a couple of reasons. One, and some of this is based on a a book I read recently that Clay recommended called The Fourth Turning. And I'm not going to go too deep in that, but I am going to use that as my source for some things. Yeah. So you look at the generations that we're that are living right now, and you've got this large generation of baby boomers who are a pretty entitled generation. They've they've they grew up in the sixties and seventies, they were the flower children, I guess. They were very distrustful of the institutions of power back in their youth, the military, the the government and stuff like that. And so 
it's interesting now that the boomers, who at one point were very distrustful of government and military and power, are now kind of the warmongers and also the ones that are holding on to power. And another interesting thing about the boomers that I've noticed is that they don't want to give up power. So the silent generation, which was my parents, I was my parents were born in the early 40s, and I'm 48, so my parents are the silent, not the boomers. They were kind of skipped over between the GIs and the boomers, and so they never really had the levers of power that the boomers have. And so you look at the boomers today, and, you, and you're thinking, well, who are they? Well, they're, they're the ones that were, they're like your um, Hillary Clintons, your Bill Clintons, your Obamas. <clears throat> Kamala Harris is right on the edge. She was born in 64, which is the first year of Gen X, last year a boomer, so she could kind of go both ways in that sense. She probably has more tendencies of a boomer than a Gen X. But the boomers are your power, um, power structure, and they are your power structure not just in government, but also religion, education, law, accounting, medical. And because they've held on to power so long, my generation, Gen X, is getting skipped over, whereas maybe five years ago, maybe right now, the boomers would start handing over the reins of power to us. They're not. And because of that, and they're holding on to it so long, and I get why they're doing it, because look at the money they're making at the pinnacle of their career right now. And because they're not letting go, my generation X is about to get skipped. And the, the reins of power are going to be handed to the millennials, which isn't necessarily a scary thing, because the top top end of the millennials are 40 so it's not like we're talking about a you know it's so funny we all think millennials are like 18 years old everybody talks about millennials millennials are 40 to 25 years old mm -hmm. so these are folks that have been in the workplace in some instances for 20 years so it's not like we're talking about a bunch of rookies coming on and taking over the quarterback job but because the boomers were so big and powerful and entitled and now have and control pretty much all the institutions of power, they didn't hand it off to us. I mean, think about this. Who are the top Gen X Democratic leaders in our country right now? That's a question for you, Caleb. I mean, Who are the listeners. top Gen X Democratic leaders? Gen X is what, what age again? Gen X is from 64 to 80. Born from 64 to 80. I was born in 72. Nancy Pelosi. Nope, Boomer. How old is she? No, she's like Seth. She's like eighty years old. That doesn't fall in that window. No, no. Boomers, no, boomers were born from sixty-four to eighty. Oh, I thought you were giving their age. No, no, no. Sorry, okay, sorry. Got you, got no, you, got no, you. No. Those are boomers. Okay. Millennials were born from sixty-four to eighty. So I was born in seventy-two. The oldest boomer, the oldest Gen X, would probably be fifty-four. Yeah. Ish. Fifty-four, fifty, fifty-five. Okay. Um, damn. I'm trying to think of. Well, I Googled where are all the, I Googled Gen X Democratic politicians. And the first headline was where are all the Gen X Democratic politicians? Yeah, that's weird to think about. All right, about. so let's think about this question. So who are the Gen X Republican leaders? Marco Rubio, yeah. Ted Cruz, Paul Ryan. You've got some guys that are nationally prominent. They, and they've been nationally prominent for a while. Trump, who came out of nowhere... To be the presidential nominee, ran against Gen Xers. You got chairs above us, by the way. Yeah, I know. 
that is that problem no it, the audience is going to hear it i'm just letting uh let them know so we actually do have an event in one of the rooms so you know <laughs> capitalism's got to keep moving that's right so when you hear some stomping it's work being done that's right ignore people it. walking around yeah so there are gen x republican leaders and those were the guys that ran against trump remember trump i mean he trashed him but think about it he's a boomer and much older boomer yeah so think about this obama when he ran for president, was how old? First time he ran, and won. I'm thinking he was 48. That's a guess, but I'm going to throw around 48, 49 years old. Biden will be 78 years old if he gets elected. Think about this. They went from boomer to silent. Hmm. They skipped Gen X. There is no Gen X Democratic leader. You know who the one that I thought of that came to mind? Cory Booker. Cory Booker, the senator from New Jersey, who did run for president, who had his Spartacus moment, in the Kavanaugh hearings, yeah, that's that's probably the most prominent Gen X Democratic national politician. Maybe I've, Pete Buttigieg. I don't know how Pete how old Pete. He's Buttigieg a he's is. a younger dude. I think he's. Uh, let me look up. Look up Pete Buttigieg. So here's the thing: you're going to have after this election, after this Trump 2020 landslide. And here's the thing: I'm not trying to. He's con- 38. It's Gen X. I mean, that's millennial. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's hard. That's the that's not the top end millennial, but that's. So you're saying the Gen X gap on the Democratic side is? It got skipped, and it's going to be skipped, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Okay. So I'm not. My my prediction of the Trump 2020 landslide is not necessarily saying that I want that, and that's why I'm saying it. I do want Trump to win because I'm a capitalist. I'm not a socialist communist. I don't want AOC and Biden joining team and Bernie. But here's what's going to happen. Because the Democrats did not have someone in the Gen X arena to step into the place after Obama, and because, honestly, why was it not a boomer? Why did it go to silent generation, 78-year-old Biden? Well, he thought it was his turn. Remember, it should have been Hillary's turn. Now, this is Listen to this. Hillary was supposed to win the election after Obama. The heir apparent, basically, she's, everybody said, what? It's my turn. It's her turn. And she lost. So it was supposed to go to another boomer. It wasn't supposed to go to Biden. They never wanted Biden to be the presidential candidate. In fact, if you don't believe it, Google that Obama did not want Biden. Why do you think Obama waited to the very end to endorse Biden? They don't want Biden. Not only did they not want him because he's a liability, because the guy just makes up so many crazy stories and says things about his hairy legs, and he learned about kids sitting on his lap. I love kids sitting on my lap. I learned about roaches. I mean, what is this guy talking about? Nobody knows. It's, he was not yeah. supposed to be the nominee. So what happened was Hillary was supposed to win. And she was supposed to win again, which then would have allowed maybe some Gen X person to step up, but they didn't because they went straight silent generation, 78-year-old dude. I forget who was Clinton's running mate against Trump. I forget. Tim Kaine. That's Boomer. right, yeah. Boomer, again, Boomer. So now... Hmm. You've got this silent guy with a borderline Gen X, borderline boomer, Kamala, running against two boomers, Trump, Pence, right? Well, we know that Trump can't run again after he wins. I don't think Pence is going to be the guy that anybody would want to be president. I would not want Pence to be the Republican candidate. I think it'll go to a a Gen Xer, a Ted Cruz, Paul Ryan, Marco Rubio. There are people in the the Republican side. The Dems, here's what's going to happen after... Trump 2020 landslide. Check out my Twitter handle, Bob Parker. We'll randomly get texts throughout the day. It just it's an article and it just says landslide. 
I can't stop. <laughs> can't, I can't stop. I can't stop. stop. <laughs> you can't stop it. So here's why it's going to happen, and here's what's going to happen after it happens. The boomers, who are the most entitled generation that we've we've seen in a long time, guess what they're doing right now? They're finally letting go, which means they're what? They're not working, which means they're what? They're living on what? Their retirement money. And what's happened over the last five, four years of their retirement money? It's it's gone crazy. Doubled. They have become super wealthy under Trump. Okay. Yeah. They are letting go of the reins of power. Not by not by voluntarily either. They're being forced out finally by the millennials who are pushing the Gen Xers that that small group of Gen Xers that exist are finally pushing on them and they're finally starting to let go. So guess what they're living on? They're living on their retirement money, which has gone absolutely bonkers. So do you think that generation is going to want to rock the boat and trust Biden, who says he's going to? He's going to get rid of all the Trump taxes, which is capital gains, all these things, the top end, all that's going away right as I now count on the stock market? No. So those guys, that generation, boomers, who gave us Obama, by the way, and without Obama, there is no Trump. If Obama's not president in 08 to 15, there is no Donald Trump. He is a direct product of, of Barack Obama and the reaction to his policies. And I'm not saying Barack was a good or bad president. It's irrelevant. I'm just saying Trump is a result of Barack Obama being president. And so the boomers who elected Barack and obviously looks like they voted for Trump because Trump won. He had to have somebody voting for him. They're going to say, look, I'm looking at my IRA account, my 401k, and it's doubled. Why would I change that? Boomers are voting for Trump. Millennials, who are they voting for? All right, so they're not going to vote for Trump overwhelmingly. There's going to be a small group that do. I'd say it's probably splitsies on that. But here's the deal. Biden creeps them out. Trump creeps them out. They're not going to vote. I've talked to a lot of um, younger millennials who said, why would I vote for Biden? That guy's a pervert. He's a creep. He's sniffing on everybody. I mean, look, irrelevant whether you like the guy or not as a politician, he's sniffing on people millennials see it on twitter all the time he's creepy so yeah i will say this as a uh as a moderate because i am a moderate a uh, moderate millennial you yes. are a millennial um uh, i don't like the way doug jones is running things but i gladly voted for him over roy moore everybody voted for him over roy moore because nobody wanted roy moore as a president i mean as a senator oh god I imagine. I mean, I, I, look i'm a conservative i did not i did not want roy moore as my senator yeah. i'm tired of roy moore roy moore is again he's a boomer that won't let go let go go, dude you had your day in the 90s in gadsden when you had your that was like 80 years ago stop trying to be relevant today i was fine that he lost but here's the deal you want to see you want to see tupperville's gonna butt whooping (laughs) you're about to watch when when so alabama's gonna overly overwhelmingly vote for trump we get that you you think that doug jones has a chance it's going to be worse of a landslide than Trump winning. Doug Jones is going to get trounced. I was listening to Mike Rogers talk the other day on Eggs and Issues that we live stream, by the way, and he was saying that... Thanks for letting me know that was on. I missed it. Uh, I can send you a link. No, I don't want to hear it now. He was saying that Alabama is overwhelmingly one of the most notorious states for voting straight ticket, and it's also notoriously highest on the Trump scale of approval ratings. I think that's 
some of that starts with Sessions when he introduced him in Mobile, even though that went crazy for Sessions. But I believe that a lot of that happened right then because we had such a trust for Sessions as a state. Yeah. So I, I, as close as that Doug Jones-Roy Moore race was, it's going to look silly compared to what Tommy Tuberville does to him. Did you see what happened with Jeff Coleman? How bad he lost? Yeah. He got his – gosh, I want to say the word I want to say. He got his tail kicked. I was happy about that. <laughs> oh my gosh! The guy, I, and listen, I don't know the guy, but I, I did not want him to be my representative. Uh-uh. I did not want him. No, because of some sh- shady stuff that happened with him and the government. And look, his number one customer is the government, and he wants to be the government. Wait a minute, your business provides services to the United States government to move military families around. Thank yep. you for that, by the way. That's a great service. I could not be more impressed that a company from Alabama does all that, and it's worth tons of money. But you want to now be a part of the government that gives you... Nah, get out of here. Forget that. Well, it didn't work out for him too well. You can also tell a lot by a person by their ads, oh, by I their could, shoes. And their ads. Mama. Um, anyway, that was a Forrest Gump reference. You can tell a lot about a person yeah, by their... Yeah, a terrible Forrest Gump impersonation. We'll work on okay. that. Okay. But anyway, his ads consisted of his wife telling everyone how great he was and... Kind of sounds like Joe Biden's wife, Jill Biden. And his daughter I'm saying, Joe Biden's wife, Jill Biden. What'd you say, Joe? <laughs> I'm Joe Biden's wife. Did he say I'm Joe Biden's wife or Jill Biden's wife? Well, you play the audio back. He does say Jill Biden, but by gosh, it sounds mighty, mighty like he said, "Hey, I'm Joe Biden's wife." But anyway, Jeff Pullman, he got smoked. Yeah, it was fun to watch. He lost. He 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 lost like by a landslide. Yeah. More money. Nobody liked him. Lost. So here's the That's deal. Good to see. So so listen. So so Tuberville's going to wipe out Doug Jones. Forget about that. That's irrelevant. Back to my point. Boomers are going to overwhelmingly vote for Trump. Millennials will vote as a group for for the Democratic Party more than they will Trump. Okay? Yeah. Gen X is finally going to do something to control things. Millennials and boomers are going to cancel the, cancel each other out. The Gen Xs are going to vote Trump into office. One of the things I got out of the book are either either one of the authors said later in a talk that I listened to is that Gen Xers as they get older, and this was this was 15 years ago, Gen Xers as they get older and have kids are much more conservative than they were when they were kids. See, Gen mm-hmm. Xers, we were left alone as kids. We were kind of latchkey kids. We were, we were the first generation that abortion was legal. There's a lot more aborted kids in our generation as a percentage because it was new. 73 is when it passed. Um, so you've got a lot of like mistrust of institutions because we didn't we, we weren't we weren't we weren't allowed we weren't um we weren't part of things we're very entrepreneurial we're very pragmatic we're very um kind of leave me alone let me do my thing millennials are not millennials collaborate more they like to, they like to work as teams it's interesting that my kids who are generation z who are at auburn right now there's no collaboration they're sitting in a room on their computer talking to people or listening to their professor they're going to become a very cynical generation because as they're entering into adulthood, having their their um, transformation from kids to adults, they're stuck in dorm rooms on screens with masks. This is going to be a generation that does not trust government, does not trust education, does not trust the medical field, and does not trust the institutions that the millennials are actually going to make better. By the way, y'all are, y'all are what in the books called the hero generation. After the crisis that we're in right now, y'all are going to make things better. The biggest losers in the crisis is the Gen Xer, middle-aged guy. So, 
Boomers, millennials cancel each other out. Gen X is going to overwhelmingly vote for Trump. And it's going to be an epic landslide. Everybody talks about mail-in ballots. If you can protest not having mail-in ballots, if you can, as a group, go outside and protest that we demand mail-in ballots, you can go to a polling booth and vote. I, I, don't give me that. That's ridiculous. Trump's, Trump's closing up mailboxes. No. Obama, if you go back and watch videos, Obama said, UPS, FedEx, doing a great job. Post office sucks. Obama said this. Trump's continuing the movement of holding the post office accountable for losing billions of dollars. The liberal answer to that is, well, it's a service. It's supposed to lose money. It's a government service. This is a government service. What do you mean? Government services are supposed to become bankrupt and lose money? It's also a private company ran by the government. Thank you. It's not so a service. It is. It's kind of like the Federal Reserve. It's not part of the yeah. actual government. It's funded by the government. should have never been a thing. No, it shouldn't have been. And so now you're dealing with the, the left going crazy saying Trump's trying to steal the election by not allowing mail-in ballots and hiding mailboxes. Okay, okay, if you really believe that, if that's really your mindset, that we're going to lose this election because Trump's messing with the United States Postal Service, yeah. how come y'all haven't been talking about that for four years? Where, what about Russian collusion? Where'd that go? So here's what's about to happen. You ready? Also, why is it USPS.com and not USPS.gov? Question. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you're the millennial generation that can fix this. Okay. Gen Xers are being skipped on this one, so go for it. Let me give you another example of a Gen X being skipped. You ready? Yeah. So First Baptist Church, Montgomery. I mean, seriously, can you get more old school conservative institution than First Baptist Church in Montgomery? Maybe First Methodist, maybe the Presbyterian Church that's over here by Dreamland that was around back in the before Civil War. There's a few Presbyterian churches too, but First Baptist. Well, I mean, it's it's an old Montgomery institution, right? Yeah. Right. Their pastor, Jay Wolf, just retired. Did not realize that. Jay Wolf is what? 68? What do you think? 70? I would think Mid-60s? he's at least that old. Well, I don't know that you would retire at 65. I mean, I think you would probably end up at about 60. So he's between 65 and 70. I'm about to look it up. I mean, you got a computer. I mean, I'm you looking well, it up. You might as well look it up. I mean, you got a computer on your watch. you got your laptop. you got your phone. Probably got a camera in here somewhere. Everything's got a camera on it. True. i got cameras in here. So how old is Jay Wolf, the senior pastor at First Baptist Church that's about to retire? Sorry, keep going. Well, you know, we could use this time to take a little break to give you a chance to to look that up. So let's take a break. Guys, we'll be right back with uh, Bob and Caleb on Tell Me Why I Should Care. You know, summertime, love being outside, watermelon cookouts hanging out by the pool, hanging out in the backyard, have a glass of wine, cold beer, whatever it is you like to do in your backyard, mosquitoes suck, and literally. And you know, there's nothing worse than being outside and having those little pesky pests all over you. And some people are very mosquito-driven, like mosquitoes love them. It's almost like, you know, like they're a magnet. And some people, they don't bother too much. Me, I'm about halfway. My wife, uh uh-uh, they're all over. So here's the deal. If you guys will call Margaret Callahan or Brooke Seal at 694-1199, 334-694-1199, let them come out and spray your yard for mosquitoes. And you think, well, Bob, if they kill the mosquitoes that are there, what's going to happen when they aren't there the next day? That's not how it works. 
By identifying and treating the habitat, mosquito larvae, larvae, and adult mosquitoes, Mosquito Authority is able to eliminate the pests from your yard almost immediately. They come back every three weeks to keep them away for good. And you know what? It's a guarantee. The guarantee is this. If you start seeing mosquitoes in your yard again after this, in between treatments, they'll come back out. That's how good they are. There's no commitments, no contracts, cancel any time. Call our good friends, Margaret and Brooks at Mosquito Authority. You will not be sorry. 694-1199. Take back your yard from those darn mosquitoes. Give them a call. Trust me, it works. You've gotten really good at doing uh, radio ads. I like radio ads. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Caleb we need to do a radio show. All right, I'm going to start my ad now. At Circuest, we do live streams, we do videos, we do podcasts, and we also do app development. If you're in need of a custom app, a custom podcast, or you need to live stream an event that was canceled by COVID, womp, womp, give us a call. You can call my number at 334-221-5850. Look up Bob on Facebook. Give, give us that number again. 334-221-5850. Don't you guys also do videos if somebody has like wants to do yeah. an advertising Custom video? videos. Y'all's, yeah. y'all's videos are amazing. That Thanks. stuff y'all do with the Red Tails, yeah. Valiant Cross. Guys, this is top-notch stuff. You wouldn't think that by meeting Caleb. You'd probably be like, wow. Kind of like me. You meet me like, yeah, what, what? there's nothing impressive about this guy. It's kind of like lower expectations, but then these I guys. I always like to be. These guys blow you pessimistic. away. It's amazing. Yeah. And then the app, the app that you guys did for the um, county. Yes. Tell us about the county app that y'all did for the probate office. It's about to be a long commercial, but I'll go for it. No, so, make it. You got 30 seconds. <clears throat> okay. So because of COVID, everyone had to basically wait in line outside. In Alabama, it's hot as hell. And it could also rain at any time of the day out here. So... Everyone was waiting outside, and we said, we got to do something. And actually, it was like my wife's idea. She was like, let me introduce you to Judge Love. And she set up a meeting, and my buddy John, who works with us, created an app where you get to the probate, and you scan a QR code, get your name on a list, and they will text you when you're ready. You can wait out in your car, out of the heat, and don't have to worry about catching COVID. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that anyway, but good job on the app by you guys at Circuest. It's a top-notch app. If you have to go get your tag renewed, driver's license stuff, give it a check out. They're good folks over at Circuest. Do a great job on apps, live streaming, and stuff. And stuff. And stuff. We need to put that on the website. You should. You should. Jay Wolf, I looked it up. I could not find his age, but uh, he was at First Baptist for 31 years. So, if he started there, 40. senior, if he's probably forty, you think so? I think so. Wow. He started at forty. He's seventy-one. That's again, again, it's my point. Okay. So here's what happened, and this is the reason I read this book. My good friend Clay McKinnis told me about this book, but here's the example that he used. So, Jay Wolf, seventy-year-old pastor, you think that the next guy that's going to be the pastor of First Baptist would be how old, Caleb? Forty. All right. Guess how old he is. How old? 32. They went from boomer to millennial. Skipped they skipped it. Gen X. Again, we are being skipped in every facet and hmm. institution in the country. They just went from boomer, top-end boomer. Uh, top-end boomer. No, top-end boomer is a little bit older than that. But they just went from boomer to millennial and not old millennial. Fairly 40, young. Again, now, 40 right now is about the top end of millennials. They went to a 32-year-old young man hmm. 
Hmm. Everybody's like, well, he's a long-term member. And I'm like, no, that, what are you talking about? He's 32 years old. I'm not, and there's nothing wrong with his age. I like the guy. I'm sure he's great. Be a great pastor. But just look at what happened. They skipped a generation. It's happening in every facet of our society. Gen X, which has disdain for boomers, half the kids are millennial, half the parents are millennials are boomers, half are Gen X. So some of my some of my cohorts' kids are millennials. It's not like it's all us or all boomers. But because the boomers held on to power so long, when they are finally letting go, it's skipping us. That's very interesting to me. Of course, I'm a Gen Xer, so I find it very interesting. And in the book, Fourth Turning, we're called the Nomads, which basically means you got no home, you're lost, you got thrown out there to the wolves, and hey, good luck surviving. And uh, here's the thing, though. We do survive. We're a survival generation. So the Fourth Turning book, it could also, they brought up, it's called the Fourth Turning Theory, or the Strauss-Howe Generational Theory, which were the writers of that book. That's right. Uh, Steve Bannon was a huge fan of it. Now he's well, in jail. So I asked Clay. I said, Clay, why are we not hearing about this book? And he said, because Steve Bannon is a disciple. Now, he's been for years, so it's not like he just became a, an advocate of this. But because Steve Bannon, who is such a controversial character, like him or not, right or wrong, the media ran from it. So yeah. this book got buried. I'm like, why am I not hearing about this before? Right? Why am I just hearing about this now? When they predicted in 94, if you read this book, some of the stuff that's happening now. It's insane. I'm going to have to read it. I was, you guys were sharing some stuff with me. It's like they have predicted this a long time ago. So the Strauss-Howe generational theory has also been described by some historians and journalists as pseudoscience, kooky, and an elaborate historical horoscope that will never withstand scholarly scrutiny. You know, that's what you say when there's something you disagree with or you don't understand. We, we, we give it. But now it's, it's happening right it's happening underneath right now. your nose. It is. We're yeah. in the crisis. There was an unraveling before, and now we're in the crisis. So read the book, and Clay and I are going to do a deep dive on it. I did. Uh, he let me hear some of it. In the book, they talk about a crisis that will affect this nation. Right, and it's happening right now. And, they and also, one of the things they mentioned was a virus. They also mentioned a, a, a pandemic. pandemic virus. So, you know... Read the book, believe it or not. I read it. It freaked me out. And they, and had, they predicted 2020 yeah. as the year. That's right. And it this was, be- was back in the early 90s. It was between a certain time and 2020 was the top end of it. Yeah. And another thing they talked about in the book was an upheaval in the political system. So here's what's about to happen in the politics. So you're going to lose the modern-day Democratic Party, which is a lot of very conservative Democrats. And you're going to have probably the rise of a third party, which will be probably led by moderate Republicans and moderate Democrats. Because, you, you know, Trump's pushed us to the far right in the sense that the far left and the, far, the, the right and the left look so far apart right now. Right. You know, I don't know that I don't think Trump's that far right. I think he's a capitalist, which when you listen to the left makes you sound like you're a far right. And. And so, so do you we, think there will be a happy medium ground I think that's party? The next, I think I do. I do. I think you'll have a third party. I think the Democratic Party, as we know it, which is run by Pelosi, Hillary, Biden, Bernie. And you say, well, Bernie isn't. No, look, Bernie's run for president as a Democrat before. He didn't get the nomination, but he's running through that apparatus. I will and, say that people my age are sick of both sides. Well, you, you, you're sick of both sides because there's no middle ground. Y'all are like, guys, where's the middle ground? We're there not lunatic. See, y'all actually like compromise and middle ground and yeah. working as teams the, the generations that are in charge well the boomers they're so polarized so listen 
You're going to lose the modern-day Democratic Party as you know it. It's going to be reborn as the Democratic Socialist Party with AOC, Ilhan Omar, Beto O'Rourke, Cory Booker, those folks. Cory's going to try to still be a prominent member of it. Sorry, Spartacus, you're out. The Republican Party, after Trump, because Trump can't run again, and he's going to be too old anyway, well, he's termed out, it's, not going to, it's probably going to ease back to the left a little bit. It's not going to be a left party but I could see it coming back, and it's all about rhetoric, right? Let's talk about that. That's what it is. I'm talking about the, the rhetoric of the right. In this book, do they predict how long this transitional phase will take? No, because it really depends on the generation, the hero generation, which is you guys, and how fast you guys start taking the levers of power. Y'all, have, y'all are the ones that fix this. Y'all come into power at the end of the crisis, which is, again, where we are now. Um, so hopefully you guys will speed this up a little bit. Right. And also a lot of it depends on how that old generation lets go. And they finally say, look, we're done. And they really, I mean, honestly, the boomers need to need to let go of stuff. They're probably five years too late from letting go. But, you know, good gracious, let us go. and Let us, let us move on to another generation. So, you know, we are looking at some very strange things ahead. So I believe that what's going to happen is Trump's going to win. The left and the media is going to go after the fact they're going to say he cheated. I mean, they're, and, and I heard James Carville a month ago say, Trump's down 18%. The only way he can win is by cheating. No, you're setting that groundwork so when he does win, you can say he cheated. There's no way he's down by 18% to Biden. Sorry. It's sadly looking a lot like 2016 to me. Yep. Because 2016, I didn't think Trump was going to win. Nobody did because the media, all they talked about was Hillary's going to win and by a landslide. Same media that probably said cryptocurrency's not any good. Same media that says all these things that they don't understand and they miss them. And we listen to them and we realize they don't know what they're talking about. So listen, so here's what's going to happen. The silent majority... Silent, is, the silent... Oh, you're talking about the silent majority of people. Who, who got Trump elected. Of course. I think it's going to be even louder this time around. Uh, defund the police? Yeah. Riots in your neighborhood in Seattle? How are you wanting to defund the police and you're also okay with voting for Kamala Harris, who's oh, a yeah, love police it. officer? I love it. That was somebody said the other day. that <laughs> So you wanted to fund the police, but you selected a cop as your vice presidential candidate. Yeah. And who was, by the way, back in the 90s with Joe Biden, was one of the folks that had the high school to prison pipeline going yeah i mean if you go back and watch some of her old videos she sounds like a hard right conservative it's amazing i'm not talking about my my type of conservatism i'm talking about law and order to the extreme like no no slaps on the hand you're going straight to prison i heard her say the other day in an old video she said why are we build we don't need to build new schools she said i hear this all the time we need to build new schools she said no we need to build more prisons kamala harris the progressive democrat left vice presidential candidate said we need to build more prisons she said that she said that oh you can find it on google say look up the um kamala Harris speech about prisons versus schools so again trump landslide in november the the liberals media especially is going to drag it out for at least a month and a half okay but it's going to be such a landslide that you can't deny that he won and it's going to go ahead and move on even though they're going to still talk about it my prediction is after Christmas, after January, we've either had a football season or not, some type, right, of football, 
we've either had Christmas and Thanksgiving or not. Pilgrims and Indians, you think the far left's going to allow us to keep celebrating? <laughs> no, hold on, Pilgrims and Indians. They took Indian, they took the Land of Lake Lady off of the butter thing because that was offensive. What about what about the um, Pilgrims and Indians? That okay, they're coming after that one. But hold on, there's more. They're coming after the white capitalist that comes in everybody's houses and gives stuff to you. That, that cancel. <laughs> so so again, we've either had football or not. We've either had some kind of school all the way through or not. We've had our holidays. If the kids go back to college in January and they start going to class, spring break hits in March. I believe that at that point the media is even going to say, "Why are we still talking about COVID?" The, the vaccine is not what's going to end COVID. The, the, there's, we, a vaccine is irrelevant when most people have already gotten it and recovered, and there's a 99 point something percent recovery rate if you get it. In, in Montgomery, 120 people have died of COVID. 44 have been murdered. Healthy people, healthy people, young, healthy people, without pre-existing conditions, without all the stuff that puts you at severe risk for COVID, there are people that are, have severe risk for the flu, for COVID, pneumonia. That's a certain group of people. Those people are the ones that are overwhelmingly passing away, sadly, from COVID. We did just lose a good one to COVID, though. Hold on. We're going to talk about that. But listen, you have a better chance as a young, healthy person in Montgomery of being murdered than you dying of COVID. 13-year-old just got shot and killed yeah, so three four, days ago. 44 people or 40-plus people have been murdered in, in Montgomery this year, 120 from COVID. You have a better chance if you're young and healthy of being murdered than you do of dying from COVID. So in March, spring break, a year since COVID shutdowns, and I know because in COVID shutdowns, our business died. Yeah. All right? So I know when it happened. That's our busiest month of the year because it's spring break, which drives tourism in, in Montgomery because of the EJI and civil rights stuff. So in March, even the media is going to say, why are we still talking about this? this? These masks are stupid. Take them off. Stop wearing them. It's a year later. COVID is either run its course or not still some people at risk that need to stay safe and isolated but the general population is going to be like this is I'm, I'm done people that are even uh biden supporters are going to be like this isn't working anymore we can't take him down with this now they'll come up with something else whether he destroyed the post office or he colluded with south korea or North, whatever but it won't be COVID anymore so now we'll have a little bit of normalcy and we can actually get back to some sort of normalcy. It's Trying not going to be full, but it's going to be to the point where everybody's like, I'm not wearing a mask anymore. I'm going out. I'm going to go eat. Restaurants that are not Chick-fil-A, Zaxby's, Popeye's might actually have people in them if they survive. If they don't, we're looking at 85% of the independent restaurants shutting down. Question? Shoot. So... I'm going to play devil's advocate. If it is not a landslide and it Biden does indeed become our president, do you think that transitional, the country's in chaos mode, everyone's freaking out, do you think that will be a shorter time frame because there will be less of a t- temper tantrum, sore loser phase, and people will start saying, you know what, the masks are working. And okay, we'll- okay, okay. I'll answer that for you. So my prediction on that, if that happens, which it's not, is that... <laughs> The short-term pain will be lessened. The long-term pain will be much worse. Okay. And everybody's like, well, I don't want this chaos anymore. I want this to go away. Okay, well, I'd like for all my pain to go away. But there are, there's obviously some pain that if I ignore it today, or if I try to minimize it today with drugs or 
alcohol or whatever, they get worse. If you deal with it now and pull the Band-Aid off, it's going to hurt a little bit. And, yeah, there's going to be crazy folks at college campuses and urban urban cities, Some maybe some in the south like Atlanta and places like that. But you're going to have far-left cities and Democratic-run cities up north in the northeast that are going to go lunatic. They're going to go chaos lunatic. They're still doing it now. They don't know why they're doing it anymore. There's no George Floyd remembrance anymore. I mean, that's moved way past that. I have a friend that used to live in New York, and he said, I'm gone. Gone. Uh, sold his Manhattan apartment. Uh, gone. Too gone. many people on Twitter now. I'm watching, I mean, I look at Twitter, and too many people on Twitter that would not have voted for Trump before, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm voting for Trump. I'm tired of this. Defund the police. What is wrong with you people? Yeah, I saw where the NYPD uh, union. Ooh. You know that they Trump. have never endorsed a candidate? Yeah. Now, here's now, so look, the guy that's their chief has been chief for 21 years, the head of the NYPD union. He's been in the union for 30-plus years. He's been the chief for 21. He said, we've never endorsed a candidate. Well, I mean, duh, because it's always a Democrat. Then. I mean, that, that's not even a needed thing to endorse when you're going to support yeah. Listen, though. He said, we've never endorsed a candidate, but we can't support the Democrats anymore. We are, we are actually coming out to endorse Donald Trump as president. I'm like, what? The most liberal city in the country, in the in size-wise, and, and the police union. Every time I go to New York, the NYPD is so impressive. Like, what they do, every, how, how they're organized, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like the sixth largest standing army in the world. It's impressive. Well, guess what? They're gutting them. They took a billion out of their budget. Well, you know, their budget's five, but whatever it is. But you just took a billion out of their budget. No cash bail. Well, what does that even mean? It means that you don't have to pay cash to get out. Of, you just get out of jail for doing whatever you did, and you're back on the street the next day. And now the muggings are going up in New York City. Look, well, my I'm friend not, was like, I'm out. I'm not a sensationalist. I don't, have, I don't know anybody. I've never been to New York. I'm heartbroken that I can't go to New York now. I'm not going. We were supposed to go to Chicago for spring break last year. Uh, no. Yeah. Not going there. I've been there too. I love Chicago. My wife and I go to New York maybe once or twice a year, and we both determined, like, it'll probably be five, six years before we go back. Maybe even longer. Why are they doing this? New York and D.C., all these cities were, they were such a cultural place for all races, all equity. I mean, all, um, not equity, but all. We love New York because, like, yeah, people honk the horn and cuss at you, but, like, it's part of that culture. But the dynamic of just different people that you come across and everybody's just living close together we loved it but we didn't yeah. want to live there but i sure wanted to go see it it's amazing i hopefully things will start getting back to normal well based on the book things do start to normalize a little bit and we are in a crisis situation which brings political upheaval and it does change institutions and it does change the way we do things but trump 2020 landslide and it's not a I'm not trying to convince anybody like to get them to vote for Trump I don't care who you vote for but I can tell you this it's coming and it's gonna sh- it's it's not gonna shock people because I think even the I mean honestly don't you think the Dems should have picked somebody else two months ago and said you know what guys we gotta we gotta go Kamala let's get you know yeah. let's get Mayor Montgomery Stephen Reed to be the vice presidential candidate honestly I mean let's do something else besides this but they went ahead they went ahead with it I, they would have had a better shot if it was just Kamala and someone else. Stephen Reed, Mayor Reed. Hey. Hey, one day, 
one day he is close to her he is and guess what he's that missing gen x politician that's true so so you think well there's no room for stephen reed in the national uh yeah there is because Stephen, if you're listening that's the way it should have been his cohorts are cory booker spartacus so stephen reed mayor of montgomery look whether you like him or not, doing a great job or not, I mean, I don't think he's done anything. He's that missing puzzle piece. Well, he's not done anything controversial. Yeah. Think about it. He's, he's been in office a year. He came in during COVID. What a horrible time to become the new mayor. Yeah. I have no bad feelings or ill opinion of Stephen Reed, but I do believe that he is headed for out of the state politics. Unless there's a massive shift in the state of Alabama in the way that we vote, he can't win statewide statewide election as a Democrat. We're yeah. about to find out when Tuberville smokes Doug Jones. Yeah. So we're about to see where this guy, who I believe has potential at the national level, because NBA from Vanderbilt, great Democratic chops as a family. Why why would they not pull him up there? But guess what? He's not a judge. Can't be not a lawyer. Can't be appointed a judge. He can't win governor, lieutenant governor, senator right now in the current state is he going to take terry sewell's seat nationally no we may lose that seat so guess because what? of the census but guess what if kamala and biden win which they're not he can I love be that gone you're now. calling it kamala and biden it is kamala because biden. it's yeah everybody knows that if you're a democrat that thinks you're voting for joe biden for president you're delusional you know it's not happening you know that he's not going to make it past the first of the year of course he won't be president anyway but if you look at our mayor where is he going to go in the state? He's he has been on several uh, media he's outlets. He's been on at least CNN and MSNBC eight times. I've seen him on PBS specials. He did a YMCA systemic racism with Kamala Harris. Yeah. So, so this guy, who is a very sharp politician, will one day be on the national level. It won't be this time, sir, because Kamala's not going to win. We're but predicting I'm, it, Stephen. I'm You're predicting going right places. now that in 2024, Kamala will not get blamed for this landslide victory. She will be the presidential nominee for 2024, and he will be mentioned as a, as possible. a presidential. I'm not saying he's going to be the candidate, but you, but you, y'all people say, what, what, what? well, wait a minute, Poot Buttigieg, Poot Buttigieg, <laughs> Poot Buttigieg, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Was on the not was on the presidential God, debate uh, stage for the Democrats. Yeah, you telling me that the South Bend, Indiana mayor can be running for president, but Stephen Reed can't be a nominee as a vice presidential candidate? That's what I've. Yes, I agree. But nobody doubts his Democratic um, heritage. His father was a Democrat forever in the state, and I, I think they're going to put him up there. And I, I think he deserves a shot. I think it'd be great to see somebody from Montgomery on the national level, even if it's a Democrat. I. I think that Stephen Reed has what it takes. Yeah, I do too. And I think he's too young to be stuck as the mayor of Montgomery for the next 20 years. Not happening. No. He's got too much ambition, rightfully so, deservedly so. And as a Gen Xer who sees no Gen X leadership in the Dem Party, why not let it come out of Montgomery, Alabama? That's my prediction. I made it. You have made that for a while. I I told you all Kamala was going to win, and nobody wanted to believe me the reasons why she was going to win. It's not that other people didn't predict she was going to win. The reasons why I said she was going to win and that Stephen Reed will one day be on the national stage with her. So let's let's wrap it up uh, real quick. Let's talk about where can people find more about fourth turning and 
Well, I listened to the fourth turning on audio, Audible. I Audible. couldn't get it on Hoopla, which, of course, is the library um, uh, resource. But it's worth it. You know, you can get a free Audible um, membership. You get hey, or, let's get them as a sponsor. I know we can. Well, Audible, if you're listening, we're, we're promoting you, and I've been telling everybody to get this book through Audible. You get your first two through Audible, which I, I think is a it's a Amazon company. Yeah, don't tell them how to get it yet. Okay. And next episode, we'll have a, a sponsor uh, ticket. So, fourth turning. Clay can come on. Y'all can talk fourth turning. We'll talk fourth all turning. Day. It, it, it's really something that if you read and listen to before we talk, it, it's going to blow your mind. But don't be like this podcast will. This podcast is probably blowing your mind right now. But if you wait a week, you can get it for free by using our code. Audible code. All right, so look. Couple things we talked about: Trump 20, 2020 landslide, Gen X getting skipped over in leadership, our mayor, the Honorable Stephen Reed, becoming a prominent Democratic figure to fill in some of the gap of Gen X leadership that's missing in their party. COVID goes away in March, not because of the vaccine, because by then even the liberal media is sick of talking about it, and they do want some normalcy at some point. And besides, they got to find something else to say that Trump screwed up. Whatever. It'll be the next thing. It's not going to be COVID. I do not like COVID. It's very deadly for certain people. Not for me. I'm very respectful. I wear my mask when I'm around people. Our, our crew at Dreamland, even in the kitchen, we're wearing masks, gloves where appropriate, washing our hands, cleaning like crazy, social distancing. So come visit your great friends at Dreamland Barbecue. Hopefully we'll have an announcement next show about something that we're planning to do or a move we're trying to do or something like that. So just listen out for that. But uh, until then, guys, listen, keep reading, keep studying, read the fourth turning, read your Bible, pick up those things. Because remember the very first show, what did I say the things you needed to have were? Gun. Bible. Mm. Food. Food. A gun, gun. with ammo. Because a gun without ammo is a club. Okay. Bottle of whiskey. And your Bible. And your Bible. Okay. And if you have those four things and some water, you can survive pretty much any <laughs> catastrophe. Now, if you have some cryptocurrency or some silver hey, or tindies. gold. Or whatever you just can said. Can I tell you about tendies real quick Next before time. we go? Next time. You can edit in later by yourself because I don't want to hear about it. It's a it. cryptocurrency that's fried chicken themed. Okay. Well, we're going to listen to that. Okay. Let's, let me do this. Let me do some research on it, which means I don't do research. <laughs> which you means you're not going time. to. So next time we'll talk about tendies. Okay. Ten, tendies. Like tendies, chicken tendies. Okay. Tendies. Yeah. yeah. But go get some silver. If you can afford gold and crypto now, get some of that. Water, food, gun with ammo, Bible, and a big bottle of whiskey. Okay. We'll see you next time on Tell Me Why I Should Care. Tell Me Why I Should Care. The views expressed in this podcast do not represent any of the sponsors' opinions and are to be taken lightly. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And honestly, why are you taking our opinion seriously anyway? <laughs>